You know, daily tasks such as taking out the trash, carrying groceries from the car to the kitchen, even getting up off the couch and taking the dog for a spin, those might seem pretty simple, but for someone suffering from a bone or a joint condition, even mundane activities like that can be pretty daunting. Cyrus Woodig here with you on ESPN West Palm tonight, and I was shocked to learn this, that 50% of adult Americans, again, yeah, 50% suffer from a musculoskeletal disorder, making it one of the most common cases of disability. And this past week has been dedicated to bone and joint awareness. And joining me now to talk about bone and joint conditions and and the technology used to treat patients, uh, the best practices for maintaining musculoskeletal health is Dr. Alexander Gockman, an orthopedic surgeon with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Dr. Gockman, thanks so much for your time this evening. First off, what are the most common types of bone and joint conditions that plague Americans? I'm sorry, this is a great question. In terms of um, bone and joint pain, the most common thing that we see is, is osteoarthritis, which is the most common type of arthritis. It's usually a degenerative condition where you have the breakdown of the cartilage, which is really the bearing surface in the joints. Cartilage covers all the ends of our bones and it makes up the joint and allows us to move in a pain-free manner. And what's what gives us um, kind of that free range of motion to do things that we want to do in our life. Doctor, what are the common causes of bone and joint conditions? You know, do you see them more often in someone who's, who, who's had you know, a serious injury in the past, broken leg, broken hand, broken arm? or do they arise seemingly at random? Typically, there's a bit of a genetic component and we call it wear and tear, but usually as uh, we age, our uh, joints break down a little bit and depending on how much stress the bone, the joint has seen, it can increase or predispose you to developing some osteoarthritis, which is really the most common type, probably makes up about 80 to 95% of all um, arthritis and specifically in our hip and our knees and our shoulders and, and in the small joints of your hands and elbow and stuff like that. Uh, but really, that's most common. There's also inflammatory arthritis, which are a little bit less common, uh, and that definitely has a genetic uh, predisposition to it. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight, discussing bone and joint issues and treatment, of course, with Dr. Alexander Gockman, orthopedic surgeon at Baptist Health. Doctor, what are the signs and symptoms that someone might be dealing with a, a bone and joint condition that they might not even know about? Uh, typically, the signs and symptoms are they're relatively innocuous at first. It can be some pain. It can be some swelling. Uh, it's usually exacerbated with certain types of movements, but it can get to a point where they can start developing pain at rest or pain that wakes them up from their sleep. And that's kind of the point where you want to intervene and see a specialist, especially someone that uh, sees a lot of musculoskeletal uh, patients. Doctor, where in the body do bone and joint conditions usually occur? Is it more on the lower body, which is, of course, more more weight-bearing, or is it randomized? Where, where do you see it most often? You can usually see it all over the place. The hip and knee are specifically more predisposed to it because uh, they are weight-bearing, so you feel that a little bit more earlier than you would an upper extremity uh, joint issue. Um, ankles are also very common. The hands are common as well, but typically we see it in patients developing first in their knee, and that's when they start having some swelling and some pain with weight-bearing. Getting into the treatment of bone and joint conditions here with Dr. Alexander Gockman, orthopedic surgeon at Baptist Health. Dr. 
In the past, what has been the typical plan of action for treating bone and, and joint conditions? And then piggybacking off of that, what are, you know, or I should say, how are you and, and, and your colleagues at Baptist Health really revolutionizing that, that treatment and providing more options for patients? Yes, that's a great question. I mean, most of our patients come in and get evaluation from one of our physicians, depending on the specific site of pain. Um, they get a thorough history, they get a physical examination, and typically they'll get some imaging. Um, usually the image that we get is an x-ray just to evaluate the, the joint that's painful at that time. And then based on that, we institute a tailored plan based on the severity of their symptoms, on the on the gravity, you know, severity of their uh, imaging studies. And we institute a plan that usually starts with non-operative treatment, with therapy, with mobilization. Sometimes we go a little bit more invasive and uh, we'll do a, an injection from that, um, you know, right from the beginning. Uh, those patients that have failed non-operative therapy are usually a candidate for surgical intervention, depending again, what their problem is. Patients with arthritis, like my patient population, those patients are getting hip and knee replacements. We do a lot of hip and knee replacements uh, nowadays. They're becoming more commonplace. Mostly everybody's, you know, knows somebody that has had one. Um, and the reason for that is because they're getting more successful. The patients are, um, are, are being mobilized a lot faster and they're having uh, return to activity and return to function a lot faster, which is you know where we, we want to be at. Wrapping things up with Dr. Alexander Gockman, orthopedic surgeon at Baptist Health. Again, we've been talking about bone and joint conditions and bone and joint awareness. And doctor, obviously, whatever line of medicine you're in, we always talk about prevention being the best medicine. So what, what are some good practices to main, maintain uh, healthy bones and joints? Yeah, I mean, the age-old adage, you know, of staying healthy still applies to bone and joint health, um, being physically active, ensuring that you're getting plenty of um, aerobic exercises, you know, 30, 40 minutes a day, three or four times a week, and eating healthy is is, is a huge benefit, is of utmost importance. Uh, furthermore, make sure of maintenance of your weight. You know, that's a, that's a big deal as well, the amount of stress that you're joints see as time goes on increases. And if there's a lot more weight for them to bear, essentially increases the risk of them developing a problem down the road. Good stuff there. Dr. Gockman, I got to let you go. But again, thank you so, so much for the time, the insight, all the info. Again, really appreciate you and looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks, I appreciate it.